Years ago, Robin Leach hosted a show on the Food Network. And no, it was not Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. For those of you who are not familiar with Robin Leach, it was a gentleman who was a popular host on different shows in the U.S. And he was United Kingdom based, but he became popular in the United States. I believed that the show that he hosted on the Food Network was a had an audience that would be very interested in seeing and buying my gifts and gift baskets. So what did I do? Well, I said, well, I know that this is going to elevate my sales and bring good value to the show. I wrote a script to say to the producer once I was able to talk to one of the producers of his shows. And the script is in three parts. It's who you are, what you do, and how what you want to share with the audience is of value to them. I wrote that script. It just took about 15, 20 seconds to tell the producer. And then I went about finding the phone number for the Food Network, calling the Food Network and asking for a producer and giving him that speech, that scripted speech. I was very lucky that I spoke with a producer who was very open to hearing more about what I had and possibly bringing me on the show. After we had talked and I delivered my package of information to him by, well, I took it to the Food Network. After that, I wasn't able to get on to Robin's show, but I was passed on, thankfully, to another producer of another Food Network show. And I was on that particular show for numerous episodes. That was a chance that I took that, well, I didn't talk myself out of being on the Food Network because it was big, because it was show, it was very popular. There were millions of people watching the different shows. Why not show gift baskets on that particular show? And while what I just shared is not in the design category, it is in the sell more of your designs category. It's one of those things that you you think of doing and you want to take a chance, but you might not take a chance. It's something that you can absolutely achieve. And while everything you do is not media-based, there's a lot of different little things that you can do to increase your sales that you might not be doing now or might not be tracking as well as you can. We're going to talk about those five can-do items that do increase your sales so that even if you don't do all five, maybe you do one or two, to see how it can elevate your sales and definitely your notoriety. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, the Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at GiftBasketBusiness.com. Going on television is fun, it's fine, it's it's a bit of work, <laughs> that's for sure, but it's not your only way to promote your business and increase your sales. There are some ways that I've thought about that have consistently worked for me, consistently work, have worked for other designers, 
and are easy actually to incorporate within your business. You kind of get into a groove with business and whether things are going really well or they're just kind of chugging along and you're just getting through the sales that you're getting through. When I say getting through, it means that your sales are kind of lackluster and you'd like them to be a little bit more robust, but things aren't really working out. There are five areas that I believe that you can add within your marketing plan that are pretty easy and you don't have to use all five. Maybe one or two will work out because of where you are, the time that you have, the culture that you work with, the location, all of that. One of these five, if not more, are going to be helpful to you. It's something that I do. It's something that the designers that I work with achieve. It's nothing that is totally difficult to process, to accomplish. And before I go on, I'm hoping you do not hear snoring. You know, this information may be very interesting to you and vital to you, but it's not interesting to May, who at nine pounds loves to snore while I do these podcasts. So let's (laughs) let's get going with these five can-do items that can increase your sales. The first one I must mention, it is to know your target market. Goodness, how much do we get beat up about this? Beat up in a good way, in a loving way. When I teach the course, the online course, Start Your Own Gift Basket Business, many of the students want to start, of course, marketing to their family and friends. And I get it. It's their, that's their base. These are the people that they know. And it is a good base to start with, but it's certainly not one that's going to sustain your business. In addition to that, the target market in your area and the one that you are focused on, that changes from time to time. It may change every six months, nine months, every year. It's a part of your business that you have to keep your eyes on. For instance, in my area, in this New York City area, the target market changes all the time because of the different people who arrive in the area, the businesses that come and go in the area, the needs of hospitals and birthing centers because there's a lot of children being born, not a lot of children being born. There's a lot going on. And that, it sounds as though, you know, New York City is the absolute point of how everything else ought to go, but it's not. Absolutely not. In fact, it's fast and furious here, and sometimes you just want to get away to the country. (laughs) However, target marketing and keeping a close eye on your market is going to help you increase your sales because then you're not blindsided by different things that are happening in your area. One thing that I absolutely hope that you will do is to approach or maybe you don't have to go there in person though it would be better to do so but go to the planning department in your area and I've talked about this before and it really does work the planning department the planning zone whatever it's called in your local area They know what companies are coming to the area. They know if a new hospital wing is being built. They know what's happening in the local geographic area. Find out who's coming, who's going, why they are, what is, what's the expansion plan in your area, what is going on. 
so that you are the first company that offers gifts that can say, welcome to the area. Maybe you have something small to provide to the human resources department person or the, the sales and marketing person, the public relations department. And when I say something small to introduce yourself, I mean something that is not selling for you. And I don't mean plush bears and things like that. You want to keep things on a corporate level if corporate business is what you're going after and introduce yourself in that manner. If you don't want to use any of your gifts or gift baskets, that's fine too. You can send an email or you can send a note or visit the company and introduce yourself. Whatever manner, in whatever manner you believe is going to make a a strong appearance to promote your business and get sales from those companies, that's how you're going to approach the businesses. It's not always one way. Absolutely. It's going to be lessons learned. You may make a mistake or two. You certainly won't make a mistake in talking about the value of giving gifts and how you make it easy for that person. That's never a mistake. That's something of value to that corporate person. So that's something that you can do. Find out what's happening in your local area that you don't see, that you don't know what's coming. Maybe new schools, maybe a new institution of some kind, maybe a new conference center, anything like that. You don't see it. You don't read about it. Find out what's happening. So that is part of knowing your target market that goes beyond family and friends buying because they will not always buy and they will lead you to other people and companies that can buy, but they will not be buying every day. You want the everyday buyers if you're ready for them or every week or every month. Sometimes you as a designer may have a corporate company that orders every month. A lot of the designers that I'm working with have those kinds of customers. And if you want to have those kinds of customers, then that is what you will target and find out about in that planning department. The second can-do to increase your sales, and none of these can-dos are in any specific order. It's totally random. These are just ones that I've written down that I believe are going to help you. The second one is to prepare for large orders before the large order arrives. You can do this by, first of all, however many orders you have now, if you're getting one or two orders for one gift basket or three gift baskets, or maybe always one gift basket at a time, a lot of times you you might, not a lot of times, but sometimes you might say to yourself, well, what if I get an order for 100 gift baskets? What am I going to do? What if I get one an order for 300? That's something that, again, I hear from designers who haven't received those kinds of orders yet. And it's understandable thinking about and wondering what you will do. Well, the first thing to do is to act as though that's the kind of order you have. You have an order for 300 gift baskets. What would you do? You have to set this up for yourself and write down what you would do. So the first thing you could do in that is understand who you would buy from. What wholesaler would have the kinds of products that you need for this particular order? 
and go buy the kinds of items that you usually buy. The cheese, the chocolates, the pretzels, the nuts, the dips, anything that you buy that's going to be something that you believe would be part of that large order. Who would you get those items from? Who would be the people to help you with this order? When you have an order for 100 gift baskets or 300 gift baskets, it's going to be more than just you making these gift baskets. You need help. Who are the people to help you? Another thing to consider is where is the design space? You're not making these on a, an ironing board <laughs> the way I started out in my business. It's not going to just be on an ironing board. What space are you going to use? Do you have space in your studio? Do you have space in an attic or garage? Are you going to have to rent out a space to make all these gift baskets? In addition to that, where are you going to store them? You have to think really about where you are going to make these gifts before you get the order. Because when you, you, it's kind of like you, you'll never get the order if you don't pre-plan how you're going to assemble and where you're going to create these items. So you're thinking about who you're going to buy from, the people who are going to help you, the space that you're going to design and store in. You're going to have to deliver these baskets probably too, unless the company or the individual is going to buy these items for you. And you have to consider how you're going to discard, how you're going to get rid of all the garbage that has to do with this order, because there is going to be garbage. And those are just some of the things that you have to think about, other than how it's going to be paid for, you know, on delivery or whatever else. But those items, that information that I just shared, is just part of the preparing for the large orders before they arrive, before it arrives. The third can-do item is to do your homework before you agree to display at an event. There are people who have ideas in their head where they all of a sudden want to put together some kind of event for women who are going to be getting married or some other kind of event. And there's going to be a show and they want you to be a part of it. They want you to set up a booth or really a table and show off your gift baskets. Do your homework before you say yes to such an event. Who is this event for? how many people might attend. You have to ask the producer of the event these kinds of questions because even though they have a great idea, they may not be good at marketing. They might not be good at making sure that your needs are going to be met at the event. All they have done is made the space available and collected money. And certainly they are, uh, there are other pieces of their puzzle. But what you care about is what I just shared, part of it, who is the event for? You know, is it for brides? Is it for construction people? Is it for realtors? Who is going to attend? How many might attend? If this event has never happened in the past, this is something brand new that people are expected to come to. But how is the producer going to market? Are they going to fill the room with people who have the potential to buy from you? Maybe not at the event, but at another time. The other question with this is how are you going to market? You unfortunately, but fortunately, can't put all of the marketing into that person's hands. If this is a local event, you can tell anyone, tell, meaning send out postcards or maybe phone calls, 
tell the people who have been in contact with you in terms of being your prospect or your customers locally, if it is a local event, you can tell them that you are going to be at a certain event. You're going to have a little something for them if they show up, if they attend. And you that's how you market. That's a part of how you market. You also want to determine how you're going to collect prospects' names. If you are a part of this particular event, you have to have all of your marketing in a row and have your they really think about what you're going to do in terms of marketing if you are part of the event. You also, of course, consider what the expense is going to be on your part. But the really the bottom line is a person has asked you to display at their event. What are they doing to make sure that the event is a success? not only for them, but also for you. And certainly the success part for you is to bring the right items at the right time for the right people who show up. But if there aren't enough people who show up, then your marketing won't happen. Your marketing will be for naught. It just, you get nothing from it except a use of your time and spending of your money. When I was at an event Now, I'm in New York. I attended an event in Sacramento, and I thought that what I had was going to, and this was not gift baskets, but it was gift basket related. And I did what I thought was a calculation of, I'm going, if I get this many sales, I will make all my money back and hopefully some more. I was so off the mark that I cried from Sacramento to Chicago, back on the plane, from Sacramento to Chicago, and then from Chicago to home. I cried the whole way. I was so upset. (laughs) I'm, I'm so glad I can laugh about it right now. But you really have to do your homework to make sure that what you're agreeing to is going to be beneficial in some way. A lot of times when you have a booth, you're not going to sell items right there. A lot of times, it's wonderful if you do, but a lot of times you're not. So you have to know how you're going to collect the names of people who have the potential to buy in the future. But the main point of this is to make sure that whoever is inviting you to the event has their ducks in a row has their thing together so that the people, the amount of people, the amount of right people who are to attend actually do. Let's move on to number four of these can-do items is to subscribe to gift publications. And this certainly is an easy one if you have not done this already. You could subscribe with a dollar amount if that is okay with you to get the print publications for the gift and gourmet industry as well by mail. I do like to get my print publications by mail. It is a, it just helps me track better of what I'm looking at, what I'm reading. I could, sure, I could look at the information on the screen, which is, there's no problem looking at the online version of a print publication. But sometimes, well, many times I want to see the actual publication in my hands. And maybe because I'm an author, I like to have the paper in, you know, between my fingers. But if subscribing to the publication with money won't be right for you, make sure that you have bookmarked the gift publications online that are available online so that you can visit their website every month to find out more about what's happening in the gift industry, who is selling what, what the trends are, 
uh, what the problems are. You want to know this information instead of depending on, <clears throat> excuse me, depending on individuals who may not be in the industry telling you different aspects that they really don't know about themselves. You want to know who's got what kinds of products that can be very influential. And that's not really the good, a good word, but products that will be very outstanding in your gift baskets that's different from what other people are selling in their gift basket. The publications that come to mind for me all the time are gifts and decorative accessories. That's the longest running trade publication in the world, I believe. Gift Shop Magazine, Smart Retailer, and even a publication called Stationary Trends. Stationary Trends not doesn't just have stationary items in them. It, they have gift items. Sometimes they have gourmet items in their publications as well. So I find all four of those publications very beneficial to business. This month, now this is being recorded May 2021. In this month's Smart Retailer magazine that you can see online, I believe, as well as get the print version, there is an article on gift baskets that you may want to read. And I happen to know that there is a, an article because I did give my comments for that article. So I was asked about gift baskets and such. So that could be something that you want to look up. And another reason why subscribing in some way to these magazines are going to be very helpful to your sales so that you keep on top of which way the gift industry is going, the gourmet industry, and how you can better represent your products and how you could better mix up the products that you have all, always been using. If you have a certain formula for products, that's great. Sometimes that formula changes because the company that you're using to make the crack, uh, not to make, but to sell the crackers or the cheese, sometimes they go out of business. Sometimes the price goes up so high that you need an alternative product. By knowing about different products in different categories, that will help you to not have such a bump or such a pause in offering a certain type of product. So the trade publications will help you with that. And the fifth can-do item is to use online alerts to follow different broadcast media and to keep track of certain phrases and keywords that help to expand your marketing and certainly increase your sales. I happen to use Google Alerts, and you can look it up, Google Alerts, and the alert system lets you know when a certain topic is being talked about. If you happen to be in Cleveland, Ohio, and you want to know about events that are happening in Cleveland or something that's coming up that you might be a part of, you might not read it in the regular newspaper. You might miss it in the newspaper, but the alert system, if there's information about a certain event in Cleveland, the alert system will bring that information directly into your email. So I use Google Alerts to alert me about gift baskets in general, about the gift basket business, about events that are happening in certain areas. It helps me to track different people who are in the gift basket industry that I want to keep up with and know more about. So whatever 
the alert system can help you with so that you know what's happening at a moment's notice, an alert system can help you in that way. It's kind of like what a clipping service used to do, probably still does, but there used to be a clipping service that would send a company information by mail about their industry. That's not needed by you. You can use the alert system as your clipping service. What's happening in the industry, in your area with certain people, Maybe there is a president or a human resources person, a sales and marketing person of a certain company in your local area that you want to know more about. An alert system using that person's name can help you to track that person. And when they get a promotion or when something good happens or when something not so good happens, you can connect with them to let them know that you read about a certain thing, congratulations, or we can help you to solve this problem, to apologize for a mistake that was made. You can do any of that as long as you know that it's happened and the alert system helps you with that. Google has an alert system. I believe Yahoo might, might have an alert system. I haven't received anything from them in a while. And also there's an alert system called Talk Walker. Just like it sounds. I think it's Walker with an S. Talkwalkers.com. That's an alert system that I use as well. I use those alert systems to bring information to me. The alert system helped me to connect with the host of a show, not the Food Network, but another show where I was able to be on the show and have get a lot of promotion and a lot of sales from that. Those are the can-do items that can increase your sales, whether you use one or two or all of them. I do suggest that you try one or two first because if you try all five, you could be a bit overwhelmed and you certainly don't want to be that in this industry or any industry. So the first is to know your target market and keep up with who the target market is and how it changes in your area. The second is to prepare for large orders before they arrive. Give yourself a check sheet. How am I going to do this? Who am I going to hire? How am I going to store and deliver these items? The third is to do your homework before you agree to display at any event. You do not want to waste your time or your money if you are thinking about an event to attend because you were invited, but you need to know more about that event. Number four is to subscribe to gift publications, and you can do that. You can do that whether you subscribe to the print version, which sometimes does cost money, but other times you can just read the publication online. So look up those publications I shared. And five is to use alert systems to follow broadcast media and other follows that you want to do, what's happening in your local area, what's happening with certain people who are in charge of businesses that are in your area, alert systems will help you to do that. That is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for five can-do items that increase your sales. Next week, we'll discuss another important topic that will help to elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.